Hello everyone, Pastor Scott here along with Natalie Butler. Hey everybody, so glad to have you joining us on this podcast. It's called Good News from Good Sam because Natalie and I are on the staff of Good Samaritan Church and School in hot Las Vegas. So hot. (laughs) The day we're recording this, it's supposed to be 116 degrees and it felt like that. Natalie, when I went out to take a little break from church work this morning. Yeah. Wow. And it's not the hottest part of the day, but that has nothing to do with why we're here other than to say we're in Las Vegas. If you're ever in Las Vegas, if you're listening to this from somewhere else, we would love to have you stop by Good Samaritan and join us for worship. If you are in Las Vegas and you're not a part of our congregation, you're welcome to as well. Mm-hmm. Or if you're folks that would rather be watching online, you are welcome to join us that way as well. We have our Good, our Good Samaritan is on our own YouTube channel, so mm-hmm. you could search for that. It'll probably show up in some of the notes in the podcast too, as well as Facebook Live. Uh, but you can access all of those things through our website, goodsamlv.com. Yeah. So enough for the commercials. <laughs> Uh, let's dig into why we're really here today. We're starting a new sermon series, yes, so uh, and so it's a new podcast series, if you will, that's coming from us, or a series of episodes, uh, and we're kicking it off today, and we're talking about what I'm calling the greatest stories ever told, which are the parables of Jesus, and and, and I dared say the greatest, <coughs> whoops, that's okay, so that's all right, Natalie will be back. It's all right. It's not a technical... She's going to survive, so it's going to be fine. Um, But the greatest stories ever told are the parables of Jesus, and I dared to make that claim because, obviously, Jesus is who we believe he is, and that is the Son of God, God himself, God incarnate, and then he told stories about these spiritual things to make it easier for people to understand. And so the greatest stories ever told, the parables of Jesus... And Natalie's been healed, and so she's back. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, it brings reality to yes. our podcast. I took a sip so. of my water to not cough, and then... Yeah. And then you did. I did. It's all right. So, Natalie, uh, I'm going to ask a favor. Would you be willing to read uh, the, the... This is the parable of the wise and foolish builder. And it's found in Matthew chapter 7 in the New Testament. Yes, so Matthew 7 verses 24 through 29 says, Anyone who hears and obeys these teachings of mine is like a wise person who built a house on solid rock. Rain poured down, rivers flooded, and winds beat against that house, but it did not fall because it was built on solid rock. Anyone who hears my teachings and doesn't obey them is like a foolish person who built a house on sand. The rain poured down, the rivers flooded, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Finally, it fell with a crash. When Jesus finished speaking, the crowds were surprised at his teaching. He taught them like someone with authority, not like their teachers of the law of Moses. Hmm. Thanks, Natalie. That's great. So where we kind of want to go at the very beginning is just simply to ask the question is, why did Jesus tell stories? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read a couple of scriptures about it, but if I, if I can just say it in this way, um, stories were interesting. Yeah. I think people today still like stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people love reading books because it's the story that mm-hmm. captivates them. Well, the story captivated Jesus' listeners too. And uh, I've done some teaching at a college level and other levels as well. And 
you know, you can kind of tell in the audience when the people are starting to nod off and all of that. And usually if it's if you're just dealing with data or information and all of this, well, Jesus is obviously dealing with information. Mm-hmm. It's the most Im- most important information we could ever get, uh, the spiritual things of God. Uh, but he also knew his listeners, yeah. and he knew that stories were going to connect with them better. People remember stories, especially short stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard this story years ago. It's still, there are always things that I learn new as I get ready to maybe preach on something like this. And so it's the same story that's been told for 2,000 years, mm-hmm. and yet it has new meaning all the time right. as well. It has the same meaning, but also a new meaning. Mm-hmm. It's not a story from 2,000 years ago that's not relevant today. Right. And, and so that's what we want to dig into. Let me just read from Matthew, uh, thir- again from Matthew, this is Matthew 13. Jesus' disciples came to him and asked, why do you use stories to speak to the people? Mm-hmm. And Jesus answered, I've explained the secrets about the kingdom of heaven to you, but not to others. Everyone who has something will be given more, but people who don't have anything will lose even what little they have. I use stories when I speak to them because they look, when they look, they cannot see, and when they listen, they cannot hear or understand. And that that might seem a little difficult to understand what he's saying there, but to me what he's saying is, if I was just giving out data and information, these people would be looking at me like, you know, a deer in headlights. Right. They're not engaged. Right. They're, they're, they hear something coming out of my mouth, but they're not hearing it. It's well, not impacting them. Not only that, but what he was teaching them was really complicated. Yeah. Like, faith, he, he was taking what they knew and completely turning it on its head. Yep. And so he would use stories of things that they would be able to connect to in order to connect them to something that may not be easily understandable. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good point because some of the stories he tells, for us, it's a little harder to understand because it's not the same context. Right. 2,000 years later, most of us... I, although I grew up on a farm, most of the people listening probably didn't. Mm-hmm. And yet some of the farming illustrations he uses or stories he uses is not the same kind of farming I did. Right. I'm not used to sheep. Right. I'm not used to, uh, you know, uh, fruit trees mm-hmm. and fig trees and things like that. Um, nor am I a house builder. Mm-hmm. But some of the people were, probably more of the people then understood building a house than most of us today. Mm-hmm. And so that's a good point. He used things they understood to... Um, teach things that were harder to understand. Yes. And I loved what you said, too, because he was turning things on their head. Yeah. Uh, it was not the way it had always been. Mm-mm. So, all right, we're going to come back in just a little bit and dig more into this parable. All right, Natalie, so in this parable that you read from Matthew uh, 7, we've got two builders. Mm-hmm two houses, Mm -hmm. two different outcomes, Mm -hmm. and a lot of life lessons. Oh, yes. Wow. There's a lot there. Uh, Jesus said, anyone who hears and obeys these teachings of mine is like a wise person who built his house on a solid rock. And so, you know, it's interesting, some of the commentary I was reading, one in particular, and and sorry, listeners, I can't remember who it was I was reading, but he made, made a good point is, 
we don't really know a lot more, obviously, than what Jesus said in the story right. about the builders. Were they the same age? Were they the same background? Uh, we don't know. Um, we don't know a lot about the houses other than what they were built on. I mean, did they look alike? Did they not look alike? They probably weren't track homes like here in Las right. Vegas. <laughs> um, but about all we do know is there's two people. Mm -hmm. They each built a house. It's just what did they build it on? Yeah. And, and Jesus, you know, he's pretty clear. He's, he's saying anyone who hears, and, the, and, and, and I forgot to mention earlier, this parable comes at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Right. He's been talking to the disciples and a crowd's gathered around them on the mountain. Um, and this is the last thing he says. Yeah, and his sermon was basically how to live your life. Yeah. The, the, it was just a bunch of, this is, this is what you should do. This is what you yeah. shouldn't do. Like the Beatitudes. Blessed, yeah. you know, uh, blessed are, are, are you if you do this. Yeah. And, and, and then he gets to, through all of that, and he gives another story to kind of sum it up. Mm -hmm. And so he's taught them, he's told them how to live, and then he says, if you hear these things I've been teaching you and obey them, mm -hmm. uh, some translations would say, put them into practice. Like that. Um, some would say, follow. Mm -hmm. The idea is the same. It's one thing to hear, it's another thing to do. Yeah, huh. yes. <laughs> <laughs> been there, done that. Oh, huh? absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Natalie is our youth director, too, so she knows a little bit about that. And she's closer to being a youth than I am, <laughs> by far. And so she knows about that as well. Um, but, he's, you know, really make it pretty simple. Here's what you should do in order to live the kind of life that God wants you to live, in order to live the kind of life that's going to be best for you. And if you do, mm -hmm. if you do those things, then you're going to be like a wise builder mm -hmm. who builds a house on rock. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, as he said it, again, anyone who hears my teachings, verse 26 of Matthew 7, and doesn't obey them is like a foolish person who built a house on sand. Yeah, and I liked how you said that because I think sometimes in the church we get into shoulds and shouldn'ts and it feels very legalistic and yep. very, you know, a bunch of rules. But it, it wasn't just Jesus saying, this is how you should live because that's how God wants you to live. It was, this is how you should live in order to have your best life. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I, and I think, yeah, uh, I, I guess it kind of falls on modern day pastors and those preceding us too. Sometimes we don't communicate that very yeah. well. It's like it becomes the rule set mm -hmm. instead of, if you would do this, your life would be better. Right. And, and I try to tell my son that, and maybe that gives me some perspective too. I, you know, I'll just say, Parker, if you would learn from my mistakes, <laughs> if you would listen to Dad and put into practice mm -hmm. those things I didn't do mm -hmm. <laughs> or learn from the things I did wrong, you could be so much further mm -hmm. ahead. I have a sneaking suspicion, though, he probably will make some mistakes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's inevitable. And we'll kind of get into that, too, I think, in this story, um, because at some point we're not always going to listen at some point no. we need to learn things on our own yeah. um but when that happens having that foundation is going to be helpful and i will get into that a little yeah. more too yeah because there are similar things that happen to each of the right. builders and each of the houses 
Uh, one of the things I was thinking about is that the, the, the house that was built in rock, and I do, again, I don't know a lot about buildings, so this was more from someone else talking about the story, but as I thought about it, it makes sense. It would take more time and effort to build the first house that's built on rock than the second house. Oh, absolutely. Because when you're building on rock or into rock to have a strong foundation, it takes time, it takes effort. Uh, you got to, you know, dig into the rock in order to anchor the house. Mm -hmm. And there's some wonderful imagery just going through my head saying right. those words. And I think a lot of you are catching that. Um, but it's worth the effort. Absolutely. We, um, when I was listening to you speak uh, on this one, what kept going through my head was the Mexico mission trip. Mm. Um, tell people what that yeah, means. Yeah, absolutely. So we go to Mexico uh, every summer with a group, and we build a home for a family down there. And when we get there, it's just a dirt lot. And um, we could easily just build the house on the lot as it is. But in order to make it better, we pour a foundation, a concrete mm -hmm. foundation. Mm -hmm. And before we can even get started with that, we have to level everything out. There's, I mean, we spend the first day at least, um, if not more, leveling out the ground and mixing the concrete and pouring the foundation to make sure that when we build the house, it's going to be sturdy. That's cool. So it takes more time. Absolutely. Takes more effort. But in the long run, it's a best decision. Oh, for sure. Best for the people living in the house and uh, for the life of the house mm -hmm. as well. That's great. Uh, I should have had you talk about that during <laughs> my message because I didn't know that. Well, and then consequently or oppositely, the second house is built on sand. Yeah. Could put it together probably take the same time to build the actual house, but no efforts going into that foundation. Right, right. But that's when the trouble comes. Mm -hmm. And that's where I was mentioning um, um, the same elements that affected the first house affected the second house. Right. Jesus talks about that. He basically says the very same thing in verse 25 about the wise builder building on a strong foundation as well as verse 27 with the second builder. It says this, the rain poured down, the rivers flooded, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Mm -hmm. Each of the houses, each of the uh, builders inside the house experienced the rains flooding, uh, or the rains pouring, the rivers flooding, and the winds beating against the house. And I asked the congregation and said, how many of you have gone through life and experienced some rains beating against the house, mm -hmm. some uh, rivers flooding, and some winds you know, blowing, because I think it's illustrative of the fact that life happens. Yeah. Uh, Jesus knew what was coming for the disciples. He knew what was going to be coming really for anybody who follows him as well. And, and I think in that sense, again, the imagery is so good is that the storms are going to come. Yeah. But if your store, if, if the house is built on solid rock, it's going to withstand the storm. It doesn't mean storms won't happen. Right, and I, I just want to, if we use storms metaphorically yep. in churches a lot, yep. so just in case somebody's unfamiliar with that, when we talk about storms, we're talking about the bad things that happen in life. Yep. The death of a loved one, yep. a uh, cancer diagnosis, um, the loss, loss of, of a job, job. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yes. Yeah. So the storms, those metaphorical storms of life 
are going to affect yeah. everybody, Christian or not. Yeah, yeah, and, and I don't like, well, I'm just going to say it this way. I don't see anything in the Bible that says Christians aren't going to face storms. Oh, in fact, I would argue it says that we might face <laughs> yeah, more. <laughs> yeah. But there are those yes. who kind of make it sound like if you follow Jesus, it's everything's just everything's going to be wonderful. Yeah. You know what? It is in some ways, mm -hmm. and in other ways it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's really hard, and the storms still come. Mm -hmm. But this is where the hope starts to be shown as right. well. Um, I asked the question of the congregation, and I asked that of you listening, and I said, you know, have you ever been aware of somebody, and I guess I see it on some of the shows on, um, I forget, home, home, the home network, oh, I forget. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, You know, the building the shows. The DIY, yeah. HGTV. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, they go in and people are either going to buy a house or remodel a house, and inevitably some of them have foundational problems. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a crack in the foundation. The foundation's sinking somewhere. I think this story has hope in it because... I think there are people who follow Jesus, who maybe started out strong, mm -hmm. and maybe walked away, slipped away, something happened, and they feel like the foundation's cracked. Mm -hmm. And the, I think it is so clear in the Gospels and what Jesus teaches is that if you're feeling like that and you're listening, is that it's not too late to shore up the foundation. Right. You can always get back on track. You can always... Um, have the Holy Spirit help you get to a different and a stronger place than maybe you currently are. Right. And, and so, you know, I, I don't think we're doomed to this existence of following Christ where everything has to crash in on us. Right. We're in a place where, no, things will be going on around us, but we can weather the storm with God's help. Right. with the Holy Spirit's presence, with the good news that we know through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And, and, and yeah. anyway, you look like you have something you want to say. Yeah, so um, I actually, I loved this sermon, um, and I actually talked about it on Good News at Noon last week a little bit, because when, I, so like Pastor Scott said, I'm also the youth director, so I work with junior and senior high. Um, and what I love about junior high is they're very literal, it's, it's not very easy for them to pick on, up on abstract concepts. Um, so when we talk about this story, they're literally thinking of building a house. Um, but what this story is talking about is not building a house, but what we build our life on. Yep. The, the foundation of our life. Right. And whether that foundation is Jesus and his teachings, which is the solid rock, yep. or something else, which yep. is the sand. It could be a, a marriage or a relationship or a job and your income or um, you know a, your health, whatever that may be. Um, and so when we talk about those storms, uh, I used the example of like when you go to the beach and you stand close to the water, when the wave rushes up over your feet and then it goes back out, it pulls the sand out from underneath your feet and you kind of sink into the sand. And that's what Jesus is trying to depict yeah. here. Yeah. You know, if you've built your life on all of those other things, when the rains pour, the sand washes out from underneath it and that's when your life feels like it crumbles. Yeah. But when you build your life on... Jesus and on his teachings, like you said, you're going to face the same things. The yep. storms are still going to come, yep. but not everything is going to feel lost yep. and totally crumbling around you because you have Jesus holding you up yep. in that moment. Exactly. Love it. Yeah. 
So true. And, you know, it, it doesn't mean that um, people shouldn't be concerned about doing well in their jobs. Oh, and it doesn't mean that people shouldn't be concerned about uh, finding that right person to spend their mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. with. It doesn't mean we shouldn't be concerned about having our finances in order. But none of those things in and of themselves are going to be the strong foundation. Right, exactly. And that's... Somewhat, they're important, but yeah, they're part yeah. of the house, yeah, not part of yeah. the foundation. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. And and, and so, they, yeah, that's... It's what he was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, he said it better than we can. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they heard that, yeah. you know, especially at the end of that Sermon on the Mount. And um, I hope you hear that, too. It's... Um, it's nice to listen to podcasts. It's nice to go to church. It's nice. All of those things are good and important too. But what's most important is building on Jesus Christ, yeah. uh, being available to God's Holy Spirit to let the Holy Spirit mold you and draw you closer to God, uh, and and just to be open to that. And that's building on that rock. Right. And and that's what this parable. That's why it's one of the greatest stories ever told. Yes. <laughs> because it makes all the difference I would argue for now, mm-hmm. but also for all eternity mm-hmm. as well. And I don't know much else that could be that important. So um that's the first parable yeah. that we're talking about in this series. What a great way to start. Yeah, and uh, I just pray that you'll find that helpful and then uh, tune in for the next episode as well. And thanks for joining us for Good News from Good Sam with... Natalie Butler. And Pastor Scott Hovey. Again, feel free to visit our website to learn more about the church or to see other resources that are available as well. And if you found this helpful, share it with a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, let them know that maybe it's something that uh, could help them in their walk as they try to build on that firm foundation, mm-hmm. who is Jesus Christ. Thanks, everyone. Have Thanks a great for listening. Day.